Are you ready to witness greatness? NFL fans, welcome to the largest tailgate party in the nation. Let's go! Different day, same recipe. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. We're setting you up with the information you need to watch your team win. Victory is the end game. We're here to break it all down. Let's go, let's go. This is... Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. Now, we're live from your tailgate. Here's Brian No. Ah, welcome in. Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM, the podcast over here. We'll have Jared Smith, betting analyst, in just a minute. We'll also have Bill Krakenberger from crackwins.com sports handicapper. I'm Brian Note. New users download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. Oh, we've got the divisional playoffs. Let it wash over you. Let's welcome in Jared Smith here, betting analyst. Jared, I just hope that the uh, divisional round is as epic as most of the wild card round. Sorry, super wild card weekend was. Because we had some freaking classics. I can't believe my Dolphins almost pulled off a stunner right there. That was amazing. Yeah, that was a tighter game than I think a lot of people expected. But if you look at what Josh Allen's done this year, very volatile. I mean, this is a team that lost to the Jets. Remember last year in that game uh, in Week 18, lost to the Jags. Or not Week 18, but at some point last year they lost to the Jags. I forget which week. Um, but there's, there's obviously some upside but there's a lot of downside, I think, with Josh Allen's game right now. So should be interesting this week against uh, Joe Cool and the Bengals in what should be a very emotional rematch. Yeah, very emotional, no doubt about that. Let's start it off with the last game of the menu. Let's <laughs> just speed right ahead to Sunday night. You've got your eye on the <laughs> Niners. We might get some healthy disagreement over here because I'm on the Cowboys on this one. But I want to hear your rationale. Why do you like the, uh, the Niners in spite of their – Mr. Irrelevant quarterback who's on a magic carpet ride right now. Yeah, I don't think there's any. I mean, you know, everything I've heard this week and it almost in, in satire, in, in jest, people saying, oh, well, Brock Purdy's first road start. Now it's his first start against a good team. Now it's his first playoff start. Eventually, I, I think we just have to come to the conclusion that he's in the perfect situation. And I think the, the thing that really stood out to me when I dug into the numbers is how much better and more efficient he's playing when under duress. For example, when under pressure this season, his turn. Now I know it's a it's a small sample, but we're getting to the point where he's played a bunch of games in some tougher spots. So I think we can take something from it. When under pressure this year, his turnover-worthy play rate actually drops by a half a percent, and his big-time throw rate actually increases by over two percent. Same thing when facing the blitz, turnover-worthy play rate drops. Big-time throw rate, adjusted accuracy is basically the same. So unlike most quarterbacks, period, rookie, non-rookie, Hall of Fame, non-Hall of Fame, he is showing an ability to stay cool under pressure, which is something he is going to have to do a lot of this week against a very good pass rush that got a lot of pressure on Tom Brady on Monday night. Now, the one thing I will say on the other side for the Cowboys is I don't know if Dak is going to play as efficiently as he did. If he does, then the Cowboys are absolutely live in this game. But if you were going to take the last six weeks of quarterback play in the NFL and you were going to take Brock Purdy and compare him to Dak Prescott, 
Purdy's numbers against the Blitz and his ability to keep control of the football and not turn it over light years ahead of where Dak is. So that's going to be the key, just like we saw over the weekend. Turnovers are, are, are the key. If, if the Niners can continue to play clean football and if Dak kind of falls back into some of those habits we saw from earlier, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, especially in that game against Washington, then I really think San Francisco could roll in this game. Wow, rolling it. Okay, I look at, uh, obviously turnovers, big deal. No doubt about that. I agree with you there. As far as the running games, I think that Dallas got to play pretty good rush defense because the Niners, they've been running over everybody. They've averaged over 150 yards on the ground since Purdy has taken over. If Dallas is able to slow down, I'm not saying stop, but slow down San Francisco's running game and put more on Purdy's plate, maybe you force him into a mistake. Maybe you force him into a key turnover because he should have had a couple of interceptions in the first half against the Seahawks last week, and the Seahawks don't play outstanding defense. So I think that's a big, big deal is how well does Dallas's rush defense play because there's obviously a ripple effect if they're able to play well. Yeah, and I, I think the you know your, your our eyes tell us that maybe Purdy should have committed a few more turnovers, but again, the numbers don't indicate that. He had zero turnover-worthy plays against Seattle. I know the first throw of the game, the wet ball, and it was kind of a quack duck, and it kind of fell harmlessly into the turf. And then you get, I give the kid one drive in his first playoff drive. He was a little jittery. But he was nails from that point on. So the numbers say that, that Brock's been playing much cleaner than, than Dak has the last few weeks. Um, the one thing I will say, the Niners' defense has been a little susceptible to the deep pass. Geno Smith had a pretty solid success rate on dropbacks last week. DK Metcalf had a good game. So I could absolutely see CeeDee Lamb and, and that Dallas offense having some explosion in the passing game, but I do not see them running the football effectively at all. Uh, the Niners are first in, in efficiency this year, 35% success rate allowed on running plays. I, I, I think it's going to be that. Like it, it is all going to be on Dak's shoulders where I think there can be a little more balance with the Niners offense. And also, let's be honest, the Niners offense is much more versatile than the Cowboys are. Tony Pollard is kind of the exception to that rule, but for the most part, this is a Cowboys offense that wants to run it down your throat and then have Dak go deep. So the, the Niners can beat you in so many different ways. I don't know where Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey are going to line up on any given play. And then Kittle is, is obviously an X factor. And I think both tight ends could be a factor in this game as well. The injuries are certainly noteworthy too for Dallas. Um, the Jason Peters injury at left tackle could be big. And then also their, their best tackling safety, J. Ron Kirst, got nicked up in that game against the Bucks too. And, and, you know, it's a short week. They played Monday. They have to play now Saturday, or Sunday. So they get one fewer day of, of prep. And the Niners played Saturday. So they get two extra days off in addition to the travel factor. You know, you get Dallas going from Tampa Bay back to Dallas, then California. It's their fourth straight road game. So I can come up with a lot of small little intangibles that I think point in the Niners' favor. But the crux of this handicap is absolutely going to be the quarterback play and, and which quarterback makes the first mistake I, Brock could certainly make that first mistake but the numbers say Dak's been making more of them so I'll go with my numbers here and and, and say Dak uh, you know Brock plays a cleaner game than Dak does well I'll say two things uh, maybe three things maybe nine things I don't know <laughs> but uh, like I don't know the the suits or like the uh, like the lab coat suits you know not like the uh, you know like management suits with the actual ones uh, but whoever came up with the turnover worthy if Brock Purdy throws a ball and it hits a linebacker's hands. That's turnover worthy to me. I don't know. We're just kind of like disagree on that one. I think all of the things that you've mentioned make sense, but the line's three and a half. Like you just listed off 
a good 10 things right there as to why you're on the Niners, which is fine. It's all sound reasoning. And yet the line is three and a half. It's the shortest line of the week. That stinks to me. That stands out to me quite a bit. And there's no doubt everything boils down to, I think, for the Cowboys, how well does Dak play? And can he protect the football? Because even though he was clean last week against Tampa, it had been seven straight games where he had thrown an interception. So that could be a big, big deal. We saw a turnover swing the game last week. Seattle was in that thing, and Geno Smith fumbled. It was a six-point game, and that was definitely the turning point in that one. So all eyes will be on that on Sunday night. On Fox, by the way. Definitely check that out. Okay, so we've got also... Let's get to the props here, Jared, because you're on Mr. Kelsey over here. And you can't bet on Jason Kelsey with the prop <laughs> bets, the, uh, the Eagles center. So we'll go with Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs over here. What do you see from Travis? Yeah, again, this is a, the biggest total of the week, highest total of the week. So I, I would expect points, right? I think this is a decent prop game because we do expect there to be the most touchdowns scored in any game, at least according to the odds makers, should be in this one. So I think... That that's where I'll be heavy prop based to the over, and I think Kelsey's the guy I'll target. And it's because the Jaguars really struggle to defend tight ends. I mean, you look at the full season numbers, they're 32nd in DVOA against tight ends. You can't get worse than that. And then you look at the matchup last week against Gerald Everett, 6 for 109 and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey also is the guy in the postseason. When Patrick Mahomes feels pressure and when he's in big games, Travis Kelsey is the security blanket. At least seven targets, at least 95 yards in six straight postseason games. He has scored a touchdown in five of his last six postseason games. The only one he didn't was the Super Bowl against the Bucks, when nobody on the Chiefs scored a touchdown in that game. So I certainly can't fault Travis. But there is a lot of positive um, momentum, I would say, and, and certainly the statistics back up Travis Kelsey having a big game against the Jags. There is one prop bet I've got my eye on right now. I'm looking at old Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, New York Giants quarterback, obviously. And I'm looking at his passing total here. It's at 216 and a half. And he's just off the big game against Minnesota. Minnesota's pass defense is brutal. He threw for over 300 yards in the playoff game last week and also the regular season matchup. And I think that you're getting a Daniel Jones under at the right time. Oh, yeah. Because you look at the Eagles, they've got the best pass defense in football. They gave up the fewest yards per game. They gave up the fewest yards, you know, total throughout the season against the pass. And I think in this one, Jared, after a bye week, I think this is going to be an uphill battle for the G-men. And, hey, look, maybe it goes painfully wrong and the Eagles are up comfortably late and Daniel Jones is doing his Tom Brady impression from last week and racking up some garbage time passing yards. Could go wrong. But you look at Daniel Jones, just look at his numbers per game passing-wise, and you're going to see a lot of, oh, oh, oh. Because you see this line is that he just got to get to 217. Well, Against Indy, 177. Against Washington, 160. Against Philadelphia in the regular season matchup, 169. I like the under for Danny Dimes here. Yeah, and again, I'll echo this. I just looked it up. He's only gone over this number in four out of 17 games. Two of them were against the Vikings. Yeah. So, and obviously under in both games against the Eagles this year, 169 and then didn't play in the second one. So that, that one's a moot point. Um, I would even take it a step further and, and bet all of his receivers under as well. I saw all three of them, Hodgins, 
um, Slayton yeah. and James all at right in the mid 40s. Yep. I think there's a decent chance that two out of the three, if not all three, stay under. So I, yeah. I, I think this is this is the week to bet under on the Giants props because you're coming off. You're right. You totally nailed it. You're coming off of a week where they could do no wrong. The numbers for the Giants offense against the Vikings, they made Isaiah Hodgins look like Randy Moss. Isaiah Hodgins had half of his – he has about like 390 yards on the year receiving. He had half of that in two games against Minnesota. The entire wow. season, two games against the same team. So I, I just think it's going to be a massive, massive step up in class for that Giants offense this week. And I would not be surprised if there's a lot of public money on the Giants because of what they saw last week. And that's usually a good bet to hop off the train. How about this? Because we're always looking for a workaround in life. You know, if you're uh, driving to work and the road is blocked, you don't just say, well, I guess I don't have work today. You got to find another path, you know? And you found a path over at BetMGM, Jared. You're looking for a, a teaser, right? You're looking at Bengals, Eagles, and, uh, you know, you got to go the alt-line route, which is the same as a teaser, but if you just explain to everybody what the workaround is and how you're on the Bengals and Eagles. Well, teasers are a very useful tool um, in the playoffs because the lines are as sharp as they've been all season. So if the NFL is the most efficient market – and we are at the point in the season where there's only a handful of games left and the lines are the most efficient they've all been all year. So we've got the most efficient market and the lines are as sharp as they've been all season. Well, then theoretically, if you manipulate those numbers in your favor, you should have a lot of success. And historically speaking, if you pick your teaser spots right, you have had a lot of success in the NFL postseason. Unfortunately, BetMGM doesn't offer the traditional teaser route, but this is a cheaper route, actually. And frankly, this is a better route because a lot of sports books today, they know that you have an edge on teasers. So what they do is they jack up the price, which is, I, that's what I would do too if I knew I was getting beat by something. But this route actually, all, all you're doing is you're betting the alternate line and you're parlaying them together. So if you go to the, uh, you know, each subsection of these two games we're going to give you, you'll be able to find the alternate lines. You parlay them together and actually the price is cheaper than your standard teaser price at a lot of shops, which is typically around minus 130, minus 140 these days. I don't like to spend more than minus 120 when I bet a teaser. This one is minus 116. It is a very fair price, and it's the Eagles moving through both key numbers from 7.5 down to 1.5, and, and the Bengals moving up through one key number and some secondary keys from 5.5 to 11.5. So it's a pretty simple parlay. We're taking alternate lines. We're manipulating the numbers in our favor. We're parlaying them together. And we're getting a price that's pretty fair at minus 116. So that's my teaser of the week. I think the Eagles win. I think obviously what we just said about the Giants having a, having a struggle offensively. And in this other game, Bengals-Bills, I, I see this game being close. And I'll close with this number. When Jamar Chase has been in the lineup for Cincinnati, they've gone 21 straight games without losing by more than a field goal. So I just see that Bengals-Bills game being nip and tuck back and forth, and I see it being close, and I'll gladly take 11.5 points in my back pocket with Joe Burrow. I like it. Yeah, uh, Bengals' offensive line is banged up quite a bit. He might have three starters out, but the first thing I think of was last season, Jared. Yeah. Like, you look at the, their offensive line, they give up 19 sacks in the postseason. Now they're playing four games, but do the math. That's still freaking horrendous. It's almost yeah. five sacks per game that they gave up. And they were a whisker away from winning the whole thing. So 
I, I initially think, oh gosh, O line's banged up, and then I'm like, yeah, well, they were banged up and awful last year, and they st- they still won games. So I would agree with you. I think it's going to be a close game. It's not like Miami was at full strength last week, and that was a field goal game against Buffalo. Hundred percent. And again, the one thing about Joe Burrow is he's made the adjustment. I mean, if if we're talking about how much he's getting sacked and how much that's a detriment to what the Bengals' aspirations are. I'm sure he hears about it, too, and I'm sure he knows about it. Joe Burrow has the second shortest time to throw rate this year behind Tom Brady, and there's not a big gap between those two guys. I mean, he's getting it, and he's delivering it at a very quick rate, and it's negating some of that pass rush. So, yes, I, I think the the move that we saw in the Bengals-Bills game this week, line opened around 4.5, got bumped up to 5, 5.5, total opened around the 49.5, 50 range got knocked down to 48 and a half. And I think that's because of the offensive line issue for, for Cincinnati. But if Joe makes the proper adjustment and continues to get the ball out at a very judicious pace, then I don't think it's going to matter as much. And maybe that line moves a bit overstated. Yeah, and last thing I'll say, Jared, is I don't expect Burrow to be like Tom Brady was last week. But uh, in terms of what Brady threw it 66 times, that was yeah. crazy. But I think that Burrow, you saw it in their game against the Ravens. Chris Collinsworth kept on harping on this. He was like, he's got to throw the ball real fast because he doesn't have time, <laughs> right? Like, and yeah. against Buffalo, I could see that being the case. I would watch for his attempts to be way up there. I would look for his completions in the game to be way up there. You might be able to take advantage of that in the prop bet market because I also looked at it from this standpoint because Burrow, he didn't have gaudy numbers last week against the Ravens. He was 23 of 32 for 209 and a touchdown. But the Bengals only had 50 offensive plays. If you look at the Ravens, they ran the ball really effectively and they won the time of possession battle. So if it's a different deal against Buffalo, Buffalo, they don't run the ball like the Ravens do. So if they score quick or they hunt and the the Bengals get the ball right back, I think that Burrow's going to have to throw the ball short a lot. And I think that the attempts and the completions could actually work out for you if you look at that. I agree. And on the defensive side, Lou Anarumo, we've talked about him a lot this year. I, I, I think he's, he's make, he, he makes the, the best adjustments in game that I think I've ever seen any defensive coordinator make. And the one detriment, though, is he has a bit of a banged-up secondary. And if Eli Apple gets, gets targeted like he oh. was last week, five <laughs> times, gave up the touchdown to Demarcus Robinson – him on Stephon Diggs really scares me. And if Josh Allen can kind of manipulate that matchup and massage Eli Apple into some into some difficult difficult spots, I could see this Bills offense being pretty explosive. That's why I was surprised when the total dropped. And I understand it's because of the Bengals offense and, and what Joe Burrow might have to deal with. You know, a lot of short, quick passes. Mm-hmm. But, man, I, I, I see Josh Allen having a lot of success, too, at times. And also a lot of volatility with all the turnovers. So, this total, which went down, I could see it going back up this weekend. So if you do like the over and you think there's going to be points, I think 48, 48 and a half, which is what I'm seeing now as we're recording, is, is, is the absolute bare bottom floor. And this total will only increase as we head into the weekend. Hey, good stuff, man. He's Jared Smith, betting analyst. Join Jared, myself, Brian No, and Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American, on Saturday. It's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We'll be on Fox Sports Radio, 9 a.m. until noon Eastern time. Get you all set for the divisional round of the playoffs.
Earn a $50 bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on Refer a Friend to Invite a Friend. And in just a few simple steps, both you and your friend will receive a $50 bonus. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. All right, I want to welcome in here Bill Krakenberger, sports handicapper from crackwins.com. He's joining us here on the podcast. I'm Brian No. Okay, Crack, we're all set for the divisional round of the playoffs, man. And uh, you're looking to... You're looking to steamroll through another week. Your picks on the show have been tremendous. Uh, you did admit that it wasn't a great week in Super Wild Card Weekend, but I'm sure you're going to be right back on the right side of things here very shortly. Hey, uh, I, I did. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I lost last week, but yet on the show, I gave out some really good stuff uh, uh, and, and uh, held my own on the show. But so that happens, you know. I'm giving out trying trying to give out the best stuff on the show, and uh, sometimes that happens. I bet a lot of props last week, and I lost on a lot of props. You know, when you have high scoring games, I bet a lot of unders last week. And let me just tell you. Uh, lots of volume towards game time causes a lot. It causes really a lot of the sites. You can get some great value towards kickoff on playoff games. So a lot of my props are going to be more towards game game time and more towards the under, I'm sure. So under on players. So I don't know if we're going to have the high scoring fireworks that we had last weekend. Literally, Anyone that bet over on any game won or pushed. Yeah. Even the Dallas game, you should have pushed. So uh, it, it was that that type of week in the NFL. Some offensive fireworks making up for the, a lot of the unders earlier in the year. It's been an under year during the regular season. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I was just going to say, sometimes I've saved my worst for the show. <laughs> Apparently, oh, like there have been a happens. couple of weeks. When we're in Cincinnati, <laughs> I, I had a couple of picks on air. I, I did great betting-wise that week, but yeah. my picks on the air, I had uh, Indy minus whatever it was, like two and a half, because I didn't think the Texans were stupid enough to screw up the first overall pick. And then what happened, Crack, it was like a mini Hail Mary toward the end of the game that they scored on. They went for the two-point <laughs> two conversion, and that pick just blew up right there. But it was a good betting weekend, so it's just weird. It's weird how that works. Sure. I was on Tom Brady, his over attempts last week, and that was an easy cash. I was on the over of Giants, Minnesota, over first ha- first quarter. So I did pretty well on the show last week, Crack. So that's good. Let's keep the Great momentum point. going. We're looking at the divisional round over here. Let's start with the, the nightcap on Sunday night. This is the one I'm most interested in. Cowboys, 49ers. Just your thoughts on the game as you begin to look at it, Crack. What do you see? I think Tampa made Dallas look better than they are in, uh, in that game. And it's reflective in the line, the line being four. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm not betting San Fran, but I look at the offensive fa- uh, power of San Fran from uh, Ayuk and, and Debo and McCaffrey. And I, I mean, this this is this is really uh, even though they got the rookie in there at quarterback, they are just a more talented bunch when they're healthy. Uh, and it it's, looks like that's the way the line makers think also. <clears throat> but, however, I probably won't have a side on this game. As of right now, I won't. Um, I, I'm looking at a side on a different game than out of this morning that the line moved up. And, you know, I'm not laying more than three points on anyone, so you'll know I'm not betting any favorites this weekend. Even though typically divisional playoff, uh, th- this, this particular weekend, favorites do very well on this historically. Actually, I'm looking at, I looked at some numbers this morning up until about 2017 that they did. So a couple, couple of long games that went the other way here, but, and it's just, uh, 
It just goes to show you the teams have the extra rest. You know, the Kansas Cities and Philadelphia's have some extra rest. So they uh, that benefits them sometimes compared to, you know, a team coming in really banged up. Dallas has is, is got to be banged up from that. It was a hard-hitting game, that mm-hmm. first half of that Tampa game. But, uh, again, San Fran did play last week. They played a day earlier. Usually it doesn't mean nothing, but 24 hours may mean something when you have 24 hours more to rest those injuries and heal those bruises. I hear you, Crack. Trust me, I do. The thing is, I just think this line stinks because all the reasons that you rattled off, I would think the spread would be more than three and a half. If you look at the Niners, they've won 11 straight games. They went nine and two against the spread in that stretch. And then everything else that you mentioned there, the extra rest, this is a home game, Dallas is traveling, hard-hitting game on Monday night for the Cowboys um, against Tampa. And yet... San Fran's only favored by three and a half. I just think that's low. You look at all the other uh, point spreads in this weekend, KC by eight and a half, Philly by seven and a half, Buffalo by five and a half or six, and then it's San Francisco by three and a half. I mean, it just stands out to me. That's all. It was. Uh, it looks like it was three and a half at, at, at lots of the spots had, had three and a half, I noticed, um, originally, but then uh, – Almost, almost instantly went back to uh, to four. Even four and a half were up there. But uh, and and looking at BetMGM on their site, they're back to four. So most of them are four uh, across the board. And uh, I don't know. I think the game's kind. Of, I think the line's kind of right. I I do. I think that. Uh, uh, but I, I, listen, <clears throat> San Fran was the wise guy choice to win the Super Bowl last week at plus four and a half to one. Uh, you know, I, I know some sharp guys that were actually betting uh, San Fran to win the Super Bowl. So um, it, it's 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 still the same price, believe it or not. It's still the same price at some sports books around, which absolutely shocked me uh, that that it was the same exact price. So uh, we'll see what happens here. It, it, you know, it should be a a fun week. This is a week that I'm really looking forward to watching games. And you, it's funny, you started out with Sunday night's game. That's probably the game I'll be looking forward to. Buffalo, Sunday in general. Yeah. Buffalo, Cincinnati, Dallas, San Fran. Boy, what, what a great weekend of, of NFL football we have this weekend. And, and uh, I've never been more excited for NFL than this year. And it's probably because of our shows. And it's in my brain every week talking uh-huh. to you guys. Absolutely. Well, let's go to that other Sunday game. Bengals at the Bills. You mentioned it, Crack. Highly emotional game. There's no doubt with DeMar Hamlin, who suffered cardiac arrest. This is just over two weeks ago, right? We're talking a little more than two and a half weeks ago. And uh, thankfully, he's all right. He's been at the Bills facility numerous times. That is awesome news as he recovers. So as we get to the football side of it, thank God DeMar is okay. Bengals, Bills. And you look at the Bengals offensive line. It's banged up. Three starters could be out. Jonah Williams is week-to-week with a knee injury. Alex Kappa, he's trying to get back in there. Of course, Lyle Collins, he's done for the season. So you've got a lot of wear and tear on that Bengals offensive line. But guess what, Crack? It wasn't a work of art last season either, and they were an eyelash away from winning it all. So I think that you could see the Bills get a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow, maybe some sacks. But I think Burrow's going to have to throw the ball short and quick, often. I would look to take advantage of that. If you're looking for some prop bets, I think it's going to be similar to Tom Brady. Not the same, but similar, where Brady against the Cowboys had to throw the ball a lot and a lot of short, quick passes. So I would keep your eye on attempts for Burrow and completions for Burrow, because I think both will be very high. Huh, that's a good good way to look at this, maybe. You're probably right. Um 
this particular game I didn't expect to be six. Some sixes popped up around town now here in Vegas. Uh, Buffalo giving six. Listen, Buffalo is also vulnerable. They could have easily lost to Miami last week. Just yeah. like Cincinnati probably should have lost to Baltimore last week. So these teams aren't who we thought they were earlier in the in the season. Uh, so I, I think that six is, you know, even though you have those guys that are banged up, it's, it's, it's baked in the line already. That's the reason why it's six and not four. So I, I don't know. Right now I'm looking at Cincinnati in this game to see if it goes a little bit higher. I kind of like the Bengals in this game uh, with the with those points. Um, I, I see Buffalo, you know, opened up four and a half, went up to six here. A lot of, not only square money, but sharp money is going on Buffalo too. Uh, may or may not have a bet on this game. I'll probably talk about it more of our, more on our countdown to kickoff show on Sunday. This should be a fun game, though. These two teams last week, they got the scares of their life, both teams. So yeah. uh, they both made it through. Here we are, and only one can go through. So this should be fun. Should be a lot of fun. Let's look to Saturday, Crack. Let's start with the first game on that day. It's Jags-Chiefs. And Chiefs, uh, it's, it's so funny, man. Like, the lines are constantly fluctuating. I'm looking eight and a half Chiefs, right? Eight and a half. Now, two seconds ago, it might have been something else. But eight and a half Chiefs. Uh, the total's 53 at BetMGM. Uh, your Pretty first high. impressions of this yeah. game here, Crack. What yeah. do you think? A total's pretty high. I mean, I... I don't know if I'll be betting over that game. I, I, I maybe even look towards an under on that game. I haven't really decided yet, but um, eight and a half and even nine. Nine, one of the sharp sports books that makes the lines for everyone else is at nine, solid nine. Mm-hmm. So uh, eight and a half, let's use eight and a half as a number here. Um, it's probably the right line. Uh, Jacksonville is not going to be able to come back from a 27-nothing deficit uh, against the Kansas City. So um, again, though, I won't be laying the, the eight and a half points on Kansas City, even though they're, they're the sharper team. They have shown me that, uh, you mm-hmm. know, they literally have probably the number one team over the last couple of years that has won games by uh, one score has been Kansas City. So they, they are vulnerable to the spread. And probably the one of the worst teams against the spread, uh, you know, literally last season especially. So, I will not be on Kansas City, of course, as you guys always know. I never take favorites, especially that big. Um, but I'm not taking Jacksonville. I'm not rushing out to take Jacksonville yeah. either. That that kid looked really good last week. So he, he actually impressed me, Trevor Lawrence, uh, and not just walking in the Waffle House. He impressed me by uh, <laughs> coming back from a deficit like that, of four interceptions, and to come back and win that game, he showed me a lot, that kid. Yeah, hey, man, start off with four picks and then rally with four touchdown passes was pretty impressive. The question is, which guy shows up against the Chiefs? Is it both guys or is it, you know, the interception Lawrence or the touchdown Lawrence? You mentioned the the tax that you have to pay if you're betting on Kansas City. Kansas City, only 2-10 against the spread in conference games this season. That's the worst mark in the NFL. So, I mean, this is obviously a conference game, right, against an AFC foe in the AFC playoffs. Um, but I, I understand what you're saying, Crack. I'm leaning, if it's one way or the other, I'm leaning Jacksonville plus the points. I'm not looking to rush out and bet Kansas City with the, the mark that they've had this season. Exactly. Uh, and they also, they played Jacksonville earlier this season, and that game got a little closer down the stretch where uh, I went an in-game route, and that was a backdoor in-game cover for Jacksonville. So maybe look at that yeah, during the game. Let's about. get to yeah. uh, 
Yeah, let's get to the Saturday nightcap crack. Uh, Giants, Eagles, uh, Eagles favored by seven and a half. The question, obviously, in everybody's mind is how healthy is Jalen Hurts? What do you think we'll see from him and the Eagles? Well, listen, if I had to pick one of the eight teams that are remaining here, I'd have to tell you the Giants played the best out of all eight last week. Uh, listen, Jones looked really good. And I don't really ever say that about Daniel Jones. He looked really good. Barkley looked great. Um, yeah. I, and they're a pretty healthy team. You know, they got the coach of the, in my opinion, coach of the year, the day ball. Um, I don't know. Listen, I know that earlier in the season when it counted, I know Philadelphia, you know, was a big, listen, they had a good first three quarters of the season. Then they proved to be a little vulnerable uh, towards the end of the season, and, and you didn't even know if they were going to win a division until the last game. So, uh, And, of course, that's because Hurts went down. Minshew came in. I, I don't know how healthy he is. I, he, he, I don't know. You know. Last week we were, we, or two weeks ago when we were uh, betting under on his rushing yards, it didn't even come mm-hmm. close, just like, just like uh, I predicted on, the, on our show, under Hurts' rushing yards. They weren't going to rush him out there and make him get hurt. I think the same thing here. I mean, he's going to go for it, of course, but I, I don't know um, if he's 100% healthy in his situation that, that he's going to come out and just give it his – he's going to give it his all, but I don't know if they'll call them riskier plays. You know, his strength is he runs a lot, so I, I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to have something like that uh, where, where he's in a running situation over and over and over. So, and you know, our, our co-host Jeff Schwartz uh, seems like he just thinks that they're going to blow him away. So we'll see. Him and I'll probably <laughs> be, you know, going back at it. He he uh, he sent us a text that even I agree. Good information. Tennessee missed a forty-seven yard field goal as mm. time expired. This is how this is the giant season. How they won. They beat Carolina on a fifty-six yard field goal. Beat Green Bay by five. Beat Baltimore by four after a muff snap. Stop Kirk at the one yard one yard line versus Jacksonville. Uh, tied Washington. Beat Washington on a bad call. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, you know. Minus three wins versus picking top four teams, Chicago, Texas. And I, I, I understand all those things. This is the playoffs, though, and this is the NFL where anything can and will happen. So I, I just think that the playoffs plays a little tighter in this situation. I am not looking to – everyone I know – I was on another show this morning. Everyone I know is playing Kansas City and Philadelphia in a teaser or money line parlay. Um, I, I don't know about – my situation even the sharp guys are playing it so it's kind of surprising to me listen there's sharp guys last week that played the san fran buffalo cincinnati parlay and got the money (laughs) yeah but i'll tell you what they shouldn't have some (laughs) one of those teams on sunday should have lost so they but but you know these guys run good sometimes and i understand all these information all these things that are out there i think they're in the line. I think this is all baked in the line. You know, you have eight at one sports book that controls the market. You have seven and a half everywhere else. Should be a great game. Look forward to it. I think it's going to be – it might be better than, than, than uh, this line dictates. You know, I'm looking at Daniel Jones here, Crack. Let me run this by you. Curious if you're buying this or not. But I look at Daniel Jones, Giants quarterback. His passing number is at 216 and a half. And I went back and and looked at Danny Dimes over here, and he's carved up the Vikings, whose pass defense is just decrepit. And he hasn't done a whole lot of carving up other NFL teams and defenses. If you look at him against the Eagles in the regular season, threw for 169 yards. 
I'm leaning toward the under. I think the under is a solid play. I think you get it at the right time. The Eagles have the best pass defense in football. They give up on average. Goodness, it's only, what, 179. They give up just under 180 per game against the pass. So I'm leaning toward the under Daniel Jones passing number. But how about this also, Crack? Look at his rushing total. 43 and a half. We're all looking at Jalen Hurts, and rightfully so. How much is he going to rush? But Daniel Jones, he's Jalen Hurts for the season, 760 rushing yards. Daniel Jones, 708. And wow. that's on 45 fewer attempts. So I Daniel Jones that. runs wow. a lot, man. I could see him getting to 44 rushing yards, no problem. Huh. Well, I hate to say it. I only have one total for the week. I'm looking. I was looking at the first half over in this game, <laughs> 23 and a half. But uh, you know, this happens a lot when teams score a lot in the first half. They don't. The game doesn't go over in the full game. So we'll see what happens here by game time. You brought up some good points there, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. The game opened up 47. I know one sharp group that went over the 47. It's up to 48 now. Pretty solid. Just a solid vanilla 48. It's not even. A 47 and a half or a 48 and a half anywhere. Don't worry, though. Towards game time when the volume come in, comes in, <laughs> these games will be moving around for sure because the public loves to bet every single game. It's on TV. They're drinking with their buddies in a bar or a sports book. <laughs> Everyone's got to have action. I understand how that, that – it's overused. I use it on every show. I understand what the human condition is. We need action. I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's very sociable. It's very fun. It's glamorous. It's, but uh, just, just you know, bet with your head, not over. Real fast, Crack, because this would be a good way to end the podcast. Uh, Not every square pick is wrong, and you know that. We all know that. Absolutely But just based on what you said right there, these games are on TV, you're with your buddies, you want to have some action. What do you think, as you look at all these games, might be the biggest square pick heading in? Man, I'll tell you, I, I think it will be money lines, betting, betting money lines on, mm-hmm. on Kansas City and Philadelphia. They, that's, this is what they do. They, they'll bet money line Kansas City, money line Philadelphia, and throw it in with like a Buffalo, like, like a three-team money line parlay. And mm-hmm. um, those money line parlays are how the sports books make their living. It, it's happened all throughout this year. Sports books made a fortune off money line parlays. I look for I look forward to Jason at BetMGM. He'll tell you all you need to know because uh, again last week Miami and yep. Buffalo was one of the biggest game. It was the biggest game. He said the biggest game of the year. More money was bet on Buffalo minus thirteen and a half, and even the money line. More money was bet there than he's ever had since they opened the app. He told us on the show uh, immediately. I, I already leaned to the dog there. Immediately hearing that, I had I had to even put more on the dog in, in my mind mentally, and I and. Uh, Unfortunately, we had me and Jeff a rare time that we were against each other. And um, I guess, you know, I understand. You guys definitely thought that Buffalo was going to blow them out. I understand. It looks so much easier on paper, but it's amazing. It, it, things just happen on yeah. these games where they get them right, the lines. That's where I wonder, crack, gosh, I'm sorry. We're supposed to end this, but we're just talking ball, man. We could talk yeah. for the next nine hours. But yep. that's what makes me wonder about Dallas-San Francisco. It looks right. better on paper for San Francisco. Sure. Maybe that's the way it'll play out during the game. But, I mean, I just thought Buffalo was going to have their way with my poor Dolphins. And that didn't happen. So you're right. Sometimes the games look better on paper than they do on the TV screen or in person if you're at the game. And that could be, could be the Cowboys San Francisco this weekend. We'll have to see. Absolutely. And don't don't ever think, I know that's your team, you even wore the color jersey on our show, the color shirt. Let me tell you something. 
Brian, they could have won that game. They could have. They, 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 they blew it. They could have won that game. Terrible clock management. They could have won yeah. that game. So. Yeah, they very well could have. Hey, be sure to check out the new look and features in the BetMGM app. It's fast and easy access to the sports you love. Whether it's live betting, the daily Lions boost, or the cash out feature, new users can use the code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. All right, make sure you check us out on Sunday. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. It'll be Bill Krakenberger, sports handicapper from crackwins.com. Great information, great picks. 16 of 19 winning weeks in terms of uh, it being charted by a listener over there. We'll take it as accurate, right, Jeez. Crack? That sounds oh, yeah, good yeah, to no, me, no, yeah. Sure, I, I know I ran really good on the show, of course. Yep. Absolutely. Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran, will be with us. I'm Brian No. So it'll be 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Check us out on Fox Sports Radio.